So are you going to, how many, um, have you forgotten how to do this? <laughs> Hi, mate. It's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been a long time. 108 days. Since we recorded or since we released? <laughs> That's you, mate. Not it's me. not live. Released. We're not live. Spoiler alert. It's not live. <laughs> <laughs> we generally record about a week before it goes out. So. Okay. So how you feeling? It allows me to cut out all your swear words. And, Sorry, and now I'm a new man now. I'm the, the, oh, yeah. the breathing's under control, the swearing. Six six months off. Yeah. And you're a new man. The drinking and smoking is still kind of the issue, but uh, swimming? Yeah. Now the swimming pools are open. Yeah, mate, brilliant. I'm going straight after this actually. What else have you been doing? Uh refelted the roof of the shed. And people who know me, that has been a big job. Well, that is a big job. Uh, I can play darts. Did you eat a Yorkie while you were doing that? Uh, Nice link. And I can make bread, but not sourdough, just your regular white loaf. Did you try sourdough? No, it's just a bit too poncy for me. That's more like for you, people (laughs) who you tell them. So you've been riding your bike up and down the hill trails of... Uh That was kind of the only real real escape from the working from home, um, my two adorable children... Homeschooling. Hear the way he, way he said adorable. Uh, adorable. You didn't see what I was doing with my fingers when I said adorable. Um, <laughs> no, and they're my, my ever loving wife. Your obviously. kids and missus, they're great. You're, they're, great. Oh, they're fantastic. They're lovely. They and you're, you're lovely. It's lovely. Honestly, lovely to see you. Lovely to see you, John, too. Waving at John. Sil- now. Silent John. <laughs> Poor bloke. We've even taken his microphone away from him now, so he's not allowed to speak. And you've returfed your back garden. Returfed. So there were some, there right. were some, uh, hmm. there were some, um, Contractors involved in that bit, unfortunately right. for me. I and how's your alcohol, my hands completely dirty. alcohol intake? You know, it started off really bad. I was kind right. of it, every day felt like a weekend. Right, um, it's like get to five p.m. and crash Gosh, open. Five p.m. Well done. Yeah, I mean, I still, I'm still a professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still got a job. Yeah, um, but yeah, was, there, there was definitely. I think uh, we were both getting there on the wine and beer orders. Uh, well, it, it kind of. It hit home when I realised I'd done a second wine order in the month, whereas kind of yeah. there's normally one a case arriving. For us, it was the worrying when you put the uh, the empties out in the morning. Well, the yeah. neighbour shamed yeah. by but, the, uh, the clinking every day. It's great to be back and great to see you. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to doing this all over again with Dave. Yeah, I mean, what a hiatus we've left. (laughs) (laughs) Season one, episode 10 finished, and now we're on season two, episode one, and we've still got the same guy. So he's been been waiting in the wings all this time. I think he's probably been just talking in reception, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) But no, it's going to be great. We did the e-commerce with him, and he's got so much other stuff to go at. So I'm uh, I'm hoping he's going to come in and, you know, do like he did last time. Absolutely. Yes. Go and get him then. All right. See ya. Hello, Dave. What does the headphones do exactly? It's just so you can hear us. Uh, Is that it? Well, I'm and hear yourself. So make sure you're you're close enough to the mic because as soon as we get that, you get that level. Everyone should be on the same level. You don't have to wear them if you don't want uh, to. I, I won't. That's all right. Yeah, that's fine. I just, I just end up hearing echoey. It just feels a bit weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good for us because we right. get to make sure that you're. Yeah, yeah. If okay. I give you a hand, I'll, I'll pay attention. If I give you a hand signal, the <laughs> microphone is. He often gives me hand signals. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Go on. How do we do? How do we start? John. Do you, John. I think. What was that in uh, Wayne's World? And they used to go five, four, and then. Oh yeah. I always think we should be one? doing that. There must have been some joke in that. What was the? I know. Was I it just think, a countdown, or no, was there not? A, no, I think. Yeah, they always just did it, and me and my kids were always going. Yeah, right. But that, that must was, have been one, wasn't it? <clears throat>
Very good. Um, welcome back, Dave. Hey, it's, Dan. it's been a couple of weeks. No, it's not. It's been months. How um, many months has it been? It's uh, been 108 days since has it really? we released your episode What's to the that world. Month? Um, yeah, it's, 20, it's 27 weeks. Just 27 weeks. weeks. Why wouldn't you give me the month? I think, <laughs> I think it's exactly, <laughs> make it easy. weirdly, not joking, I think it is six months virtually to the day. Wow. Is it really? Yeah. So, I mean, Are what? Are saying that to be mystical or I'll is that just, true? I was just wondering if anything cataclysmic has happened to you since then. Um, <laughs> or the world. You seem yeah, so. What's happened? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, no, we, you know, the buses have been slow. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, less traffic on the road, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so they haven't got any excuses. It's been to find quinoa, decent quinoa. Yeah, other than that, it's sort of fairly normal, really. I remember in uh, when we last spoke, we spoke about the, pand- the incoming pandemic and we were yeah. kind of, I think we were thinking we'd be back within a three or four week. Was that when month. the three weeks had been announced? Or? Yeah, I think, well, I think so we, we were thinking, kind of... Jesus, how are we going to get through three weeks? Yeah. We were <laughs> thinking... Stuck at home. I mean, that would take us past Easter. Um, Easter? Yeah. Yeah. We never yeah. managed that. But we've got to go away. But yeah, so um, it's great to have you back in for part two. Um, we've been getting a lot of hassle on social about when's part two coming and when he's speaking to, to Dave again. So um, it's good to get this in and we're very glad to have you back here yeah, with us. it's good to be back. Sort of, although I did a sort of um, daily uh, podcast thing with my mate Parv. Yes. But with my ones, I've sort of got out of the habit a bit because obviously with stuff going on, I've got to get into the, maybe this is the start of trying to get into the groove again. Did you, I was going to ask, so I really enjoyed was it Wave and Dave or Dave and Wave? Wave and Dave, Dave. I was Not, relegated to... And it wasn't so Wavy Davey. Who said No, that? some people did say that. Say, oh, why don't you do more of your Wavy Davey? There could be like an, an emoji logo you could... No. Um, I was going to ask, so has that stopped yet? Yeah. So you're just going to wait for the next lockdown? We'll wait for the next pandemic yet. and maybe ramp it up again. Wave and Dave too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, one thing I was going to say actually about The Economist is you feel like there should be a very witty... Economist yeah. headline around all of this, you know, an old street roundabout. Well, I think they just got going, didn't they? When we did our mm. uh, Economist uh, podcast, I think they just started running a few. Yeah. And then, what has it been, six months, did you say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this isn't an Economist special. Well, I, no, no, no. Should we stop talking about that? I'm going to get a hooter or something so we can smash. If yeah. someone says Economist over the next so, 60 minutes, they're going to get something thrown at them. So, That's Dave, them. how... Sorry, to kind of stop questions, but we do need to say, how are you finding the new way of working? How is it affecting love, fear? You know, what do you think, seriously, what do you think is coming up? Um, the industry, have you got any? I don't know, really. I mean, the interesting thing about doing our Wade and Dave thing um, was that we literally were checking in with, you know, loads of, I think we did, God, what did we do, 80 or 90 or something. Mm. We were checking in with everyone and, and some of it was just messing about really and taking the piss. But some of it was serious questions like, are you finding it easier or harder to work? Are you getting more done? Is it affect the work? Will you go back to five days a week? Will you go back to offices? So it was interesting getting everyone's views on that. And I think um, the net of that seemed to be nobody really wants to go back to five days a week as it was. doesn't mm-hmm. mean they won't. And that most people found a period of that very focused quality time surrounded by four walls rather than in a call centre helpful because mm. yeah. it's a sort of different quality of thinking. Um, 
Uh, but also equally, everybody missed that sort of, you know, going in, wandering about those sort of uh, unplanned conversations where yeah. you talk about something, it gives you an idea, or you just sort of informed on stuff that's outside your radar. So yeah. it's a sort of... Um, I wonder if that's going to continue, because I, I really enjoyed a lot of those um, Dave Wave podcasts, and I was quite surprised by some people saying they quite enjoyed being at home, other people saying they're missing it, you know. But I'm wondering whether there has to be a slightly forced move back to offices. Otherwise, it just doesn't exist as a as an industry, does it? You kind of, how does it, you know, like we chatted to someone else earlier about pitching and how lovely it is being together and looking at all the work and going, that's yeah, better, yeah. That yeah. over there, let's do that right. And you run off into another room and quickly rewrite something. That doesn't happen on like Dan saying, you, you organise a Zoom call, everyone's like, oh, here we go. Right. You know, it's harder, isn't it? It is, and it's a very different, I think it's different depending on what age you are, what stage of the business you are. You know, for me, at my age, to to sit at home in an office with all my stuff around and do something's quite nice. You know, yeah. I think yeah, if you're yeah. coming into the business, you're just out of SCA or whatever, and you get hired and they go, right, sit at home, we'll, we'll have a Zoom call perhaps once a day at five. Um, and you don't meet many people. Obviously, that's yeah. not as much fun. I mean, part of the part of the um, sorry, part of the the industry or the job is that there's lots of younger, similar age people. You're sort of going drinking, you're having a laugh. Um, you know, that's a big part of it. Yeah, it's yeah. very hard to be self-starting and and do what you want. You know, particularly if you could be stuck in a small flat in. Where's bad now? Everyone's been, everyone's been sort of everywhere's gentrified. Gentrified, and I can't think of the bad places anymore. But um, so you know, it's a sort of different vibe. It's funny, although I did notice two days ago a story about Lucas Delaney. Did you read that? No. Go on. That said, it seemed to be saying, and I don't want to say if it's wrong, but it seemed to be saying they're considering not having an office in London or they're right. passing up everybody. It's worked out so well that everyone working at home. I don't know if that's a positive spin on a bad yeah. story or what, but. No, they've got lovely offices in I mean, just over the road. But um, I mean, my thing is, if if in the last six months there'd been an incredible amount of brilliant work coming out, you know, and there's loads in the pipeline, and you'd go, "Yeah, it's a great way to work." It doesn't feel like that at the moment. Is that, I I'm not sitting there going, "Like if you you know on your your pod saying what what work had you seen?" I found it really hard to think of anything where I was going, "Oh, gotta love that." But did you in the six months previous to that? Uh, I don't know. I was thinking particularly actually about today about billboards and thought about stuff at the beginning of the year, like I love that Dracula thing. And there was one or two others. I thought, oh, yeah, I like that. And then it, obviously it fell off a cliff. Mm -hmm. And then in lockdown, there's been about one or two. We've all gone, well, that's quite good. But there are, but not. I mean, there are real reasons for that. That budgets have been killed by, by many clients and the out of home space was. Yeah, very, I very empty for a number of months. Three months. That yeah. Was dead, it? So, so the work that does come out in those three months, it does get championed because yeah. there's something you know. Yeah. Maybe media has been given away for free, yeah. um, and and creative agencies doing some work for free. It, there are start and doing some work for good. You know, the yeah. clap for carers and for NHS stuff. It, yeah. you know, there's a mm. um, when it does come out. We were seeing it on mm. on our social. We weren't seeing it for real. And no, well, I think I think that is interesting going forward using billboards as part of your social campaign. Mm. I mean, we did two campaigns 
two billboard campaigns over that period. Um, And they got picked up quite a lot socially. And that was, you know, we were thinking going forward, if you were sort of plotting out media, using outdoor to, you know, it's got a different feel than if you just put a JPEG in a, you know, a little square box on a Facebook or or um, Twitter. But if you've got a shot of the thing in situ, it feels so much grander and yeah. bigger and it says so much more. Yes. And c- tends to get passed around more than, than just... Was that the Lucky Saint stuff? We did one for Lucky Saint and one for Pluto, yeah, Pluto Travel. Oh, I Pluto I Travel was, was absolutely in the, you know, in the lockdown period. Right. Oh, we lo- the Lucky Saint stuff we'll talk about. Actually, we're going to talk about all of your stuff um, shortly. Um, okay. It's all the stuff outside The Economist. Okay. Um, so hopefully it's going to be about an hour okay. or so. Um, but yeah, I suppose on that, was there, so was there anything you've seen since we last saw you joking aside? The, the one that we we really liked was the SHN stuff that Richard Dent Yeah, did. no, I liked that. I wrote about that um, last week. Um, and then there was a cancer work, cancer is working from home, which I thought was very strong. Oh, I can't remember that. It's TBWA that did it. It was just on the oh, uh, Did I see that? It vaguely rings a bell, yeah. but yeah. But was there anything else you've seen lately or during that period or is it? Um, I was just thinking the award shows are going to be incredibly thin if, if they happen. happen. Yeah, if, yeah, if they happen. Uh, I don't know where, what state they're in at the moment, but... Um, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I like. I really liked SHN. Um, I can't imagine that would win lots of awards. Yeah, do you would think, be my guess. Yeah, do because you th- it looks so easy and looks almost too simple. It's mm. not. It's hard to do that stuff. But um, yeah, I hope. Well, I hope. It's particularly sort of, when you when that sort of you know now obviously most of the awards you've got to appeal to the Norwegian segment and the Icelandic <laughs> guys. So I don't know what they would make of that. They, yeah. Oh, you flipped the logo the wrong way around. Yeah, you'd have to make a well case, case yeah. film of what NHS is before. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting. To see. I, I would, I would vote that very hard. It's a really tough brief, done really well. Yeah, I um, think. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And it was up near me down the road, so I used to see it a lot. But I wonder whether also whether awards now. You know, if you sort of read some of the chatter on LinkedIn and and stuff, people are going. You know, why why are you even talking about awards? You know, this tough time, and you're kind of going, okay, yeah, I get that, but you still need to have standards and you know, work that you salute and think is amazing. Yeah, I think it's interesting with awards. I think, um, I don't know what the, obviously the, the goal used to be that, that you would get, what was the things you just said, standards and what was the other thing? I mean, it would, it would help promote the creatives. Yeah, something to salute. Yeah. Something to salute. And whereas now I think that most of the saluting comes from social media, really. Right. You know, so as I say, I don't know whether that, SHN will get into DNAD, whether it will win a pencil, not get in at all. But in a way, it won't affect my opinion on it. No. And that will probably be in six months' time, in which case we would have moved on to the next wave of pandemic. So, you oh. know, we'll be seeing what they do for SHN too. So I, I don't know, <laughs> you know, it, it used to be, I don't know, drifting back to the old days, but it used to be when that DNAD book came out, you bought it on the day, mm. sat there for two hours absorbing all that stuff whereas now it's it's like it's last year's stuff it's always been last year's stuff it's now you get you get a live stream of it coming in yeah and you make your mind up which you know so people are a bit more used to not quite thinking well what are you know eight guys in so i think for better or worse they, they sort of yeah. think about it yeah. on the hoof you know whereas it was a sort of curated selected this is what's good have a look and then you know what to aim for. 
Yeah. Whereas it's sort of not like that now because it's it seems so. Is that because it's so all late. accessible? Because the, because the work, the great work that's being elevated is being pushed out on social and on the agency's yeah, feed and on the art director's feed. It's and very unusual to see something great that you haven't, you know, if you go on Twitter and like I do, it's unusual to see something great in an awards book that hasn't popped up in your Twitter feed. You know, mm. I follow different people from different countries and most of it you're made aware of. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know where that puts all. Every, you know, do you, do you think, think that that also helps creative teams in their research as well? Do you think... Uh, Rather than it happening once a year when the book comes out and us flicking through it and looking for inspiration from, you know, there's no original ideas is the thing. Um, do you think it helps creative teams in research looking at what's been happening in, for healthcare providers around the world and for, um, for beer brands and for... What, the internet? Or, yeah. yeah the, the, the internet social. <laughs> is the internet good? I'm a big fan of the internet. <laughs> I think it's one of the best inventions. No, but do, um, do, I mean, does it, does it help... A creative team be more creative that all of that work is more accessible uh it should do i mean i i'm always struck now by um when it was harder i mean it's one of those things that's a bit like have you ever been up to see st paul's you have yeah, you yeah. Have. have you seen that say what st paul's for example yeah have you well i've been in the gallery in yeah. the whispering gallery yeah yeah most, that's people, most people haven't so you disappointedly, you oh, both sorry. Say, yeah, I hope you both say no. But, uh, and the reason is because it's there. You can do it any time, so you tend to put it off. Yeah. So when information was harder to come by, um, people would research, research a little bit more, I think, because yeah. it was a bit more finite. Yeah. So if ever I would go and see a team with my portfolio trying to get a job somewhere, I wouldn't have seen anyone without knowing what work they'd done. It's really, really unusual to see teams where they know what work you've done or what, you know, I said, I have a conversation with my mates who, you know, for ECDs or whatever. And, and most people just tip up. It's there if they want it, but do they need to? Mm. It's almost slightly devalued a bit. So mm. I don't know on the face of it, I would have thought stuff coming out live and in situ should be um, an incentive to get your stuff out there talked about because that's one of the most exciting things when you see, I think we might have discussed it in the last podcast is, if you watch a, your ad in a cinema with an audience, it's terrifying, exhilarating, yeah. depressing, great, depending on how it goes down because it's so real. Whereas when you just place it on TV, you don't really get any sense. Because you're not sat with the audience. You're not but it's the same that if you get something that blows up on social media, that's dependent on the reason for it. It can be the same. It can be terrifying or, or great or whatever. So that should, to me, that's a encouraging, uh, stimulating thing to try and get something that, that does that, which to me is slightly like a replacement for the, the way the wards, the wards used to be scheduled. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Uh, lots of our work has gone you know, in bird commas viral. Um, but it, it, there's, there's two types of thing. There's industry viral. Everyone's talking about the yeah. project. I'm getting a phone call every five seconds from a different agency That's about true. Pepsi Max, or it goes out to the public viral and you've got, 300 million people watching something we've created for Disney. And that's not, yeah, that's, not that's true. There that's are people. different things and we are in our own echo chamber. Mm. So what I'm saying, I see things, I suppose that's very much in an industry capacity. Now and again, you see things, you get a sense that that's, that's sort of blown up outside, which obviously the more important bit. But, um, yeah. Uh, were you okay with that? SHN? Cause obviously nothing moved. Yeah. I, I, I mean, on it, nothing jiggled about. Yeah, it's just smart. 
It's, yeah. it's a smart smart design. You know, I'm a big, big fan of a, a poster mentality because I've yeah. worked all my career in Very loud, home. very clear. Um, yeah, the thing, it, it, does, the thing, it does what it's supposed to do straight away and you get it. And the thing I liked about it most was it, um, there, there was a, there's a lot of campaigns out there which are sort of virtually information campaigns um, and they are banging you on the head over yeah. and over. Um, and what Rich did at St. Luke's is they... They did an act. They did a proper piece of creativity, and, and we actually wrote a piece for Shots about um, billboards and lockdown. And we interviewed Rich, and he's going to come on. But he's we spoke a lot about that then, and I think it, we all thought it was one of the, one of the best pieces. I think it's one of the to me it is one of the really good billboards because it's so disciplined. You know, the goal is to get noticed, stand out, and to say you know there's that really good. Um, Abraham Games quote, which is maximum meaning, minimum means. Right. And the fact that it's, you know, that it's tied into NHS and delivers those words clearly and there's nothing else there is obviously good. And I think sometimes the temptation is to make it more grandiose and think, well, let's get an amazing photographer or a big mm. complicated illustration or some unusual thing. And it's just hard to be that sparse and that clear. Mm. Um, and it's also a piece of so work that do if you look at it in two years' time or in two years previous, you'd go, that was the most famous poster of, uh, you go, why? And you go, well, it's redolent of the times. And then you go, well, what happened? And then it becomes really a... Yeah, it's very a, emblematic. Yeah, not just a... But it does go back to the kind of those, the, the rules of, of out-of-home advertising, the power of context, because it elevates stuff. And that's the, at the time, you know, everyone was talking about protecting the NHS. So. Yeah. Some yeah. work that comes out that resonates with an audience and, and using the power of context, simple design, it's gonna it's gonna stand out. And again, there's nothing else on the screens and on the on, yeah. on billboards all the time. So and also, talking. what happened is because St. Luke, because I, I was working on the NHS at the time, I think, and because of knowing all the guidelines and everything, yeah. that Rich wouldn't have got that work through because of because of the nature of a client agency relationship. But he did it proactively put it up and everyone went, oh God, that's good. Yeah. And I think, again, it's a great story. It became a piece of viral in itself. Assume yeah. without permission. Um, we'll have to ask him. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Dave, um, can we talk about Adidas? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I'm doing my really irritating timeline that's thing it. that Dan reminded me of. So I'm slightly obsessive with timelines. So Adidas, um, when you were at Lakes Delaney, you did, yeah. um, well, I'm telling you, you know, but there's the two wonderful uh, billboards you did, which we're going to talk about. The first one was called, uh, I always call it just a signpost, but I think it's called Just Two. Um, but for those people who haven't seen it, um, would you, could you explain it or just describe yeah, it? Yeah, it's, um, uh, it's for Adidas. Uh, I think Tim Delaney had set up the campaign uh, a year before, a couple of years before, uh, of this thing about, at the time it was quite an unusual campaign, which was the idea was instead of being big, brash and in your face like Nike, it was to be much more thoughtful. And I think his, his strategy was if we, I can't remember what his phrase was, but it was like if we show that we understand the runners, they may uh, trust our shoes more or something like that. Mm. It's probably better than that. But it was essentially that, how do we demonstrate that we know what they go through? So I did some ads for him in the with him in the first year. That was all about where your mind goes when you're running and this sort of thing. And then in the second year, I got the brief on my own. Um, and it's a sort of weird thing, you know, you sort of go into one of these holes where you think, 
I mean, I, I run then and run now just about. And uh, you sort of think, well, how do you, what, what do you, you know, it's not like some, uh, if you were writing about football or some things, there's things like there's a thousand places to turn. But when you go through the process of, so what's happening when I'm running that I can let people know, you literally go, well, I'm going forward. You have to go through these <laughs> basic things when you're creative. You think, well, let's just write, I'll go forward and my arms are moving about. And you think nothing happens does it what do you do you go past things you speed up it gets hard so anyway you you kind of there's a sort of vomit draft of putting out all this stuff and there was one thing out of that came a few ads but there was one that i quite that i liked that i thought that seems a bit more unusual i don't remember anyone talking about that it wasn't it didn't i didn't think well that's really good i just thought i don't remember people talking about that and i don't know whether lots of people do it which is this idea that you know i used to go particularly around that time, running around Regent's Park with Mike McKenna. And I don't know whether it's because we weren't fit enough, but <laughs> but when we were coming to the end, we'd go, well, let's stop at the gate. And then we'd get to the gate and think, oh, fuck it, let's get to that tree. And then we'd go, well, let's get to the car. Let's get to the... And we just claw our way to the last bit. And that seemed to be a regular occurrence. So I thought, I don't remember anyone... I don't remember seeing that in, say, Nike ad, which was the big competition, and they had endless hundreds of amazing ads on running. Um, and they're all in the American ones actually were, were in that more thoughtful vein. Um, so I think that started off as a scribble that said something like just a bit further, just a bit more, just a bit. It was sort of, sort of okay and it got rejected. <coughs> um, and then because I, I liked it, I put it together. We had, you know, I found a shot in the basement and then I made it specific, which is generally a sort of good tip that when you make things specific, that I think I've mentioned this in my blog, is if you say he had some cake, or it's better to say he had some uh, Attenberg cake. It's just a slightly, it just seems to, when you're specific, it just seems to sort of improve things a little bit more. So anyway, having found the shot, I then called out all the things in the shop, just to the sign, you know, I tried to look down the street, just to the signpost, just to the car, just to the whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and then somehow that, that just the act of making it, rather than it being a scribble and being a bit more specific, seemed to make it 200% better. Mm. Um, still a bit of a battle getting it through. Um, through Tim or through the client? Through Tim was not... Uh, so keen on it. Um, he just didn't think people did that, which was, you know. Because that was, I'm really pleased you've um, said all that because one of my things was, so I love this poster a lot, um, particularly for all those reasons you said, because I was thinking you've done, a, you've done the thing, which is that's what they think. And when I say they, runners. And I was thinking, did the writer, was he a big runner? So were you a, you a massive runner or were you just a... Or, <laughs> I wasn't. A, I was a three, four times a week oh. around the park runner. I wasn't that. Going but to you could. But I, I regularly ran. Right, because you could. There was. There's a whole slew of them. You know, a find your own B and stuff yeah. like that. Where was, it's you know, it's very hard to find the difference between these things being good and bad. Is that little tiny bit of? They feel like nothing. These tiny little observations that um, you haven't seen, um, and. There was a few of them that come out of that. That that I mean, the interesting thing for me with that is that a my worry was that did anyone else do it? Tim <laughs> said they don't. He gave me the definitive that they don't. <laughs> uh, and then I asked a few people in the department, like Tony Davison and various other people, that 
used to play football with. And they went, oh, yeah, I do that. That's good, yeah. And they seem to recognise that that's what they did. And then, of course, you know, that sort of did very well at the awards. And lots of people say, I do that. I mean, even now, like it's very old. Say, I do that. So it's almost like a little secret it's a truth, inside isn't it? thing. Mm. Uh, but it's fun, you know, but it's hard to sort of find these little things. And then sometimes when you do, they don't seem very valuable. They're not like big, exciting, wow, that's amazing. So do you think there is... The lesson in that, a little, not lesson, but you kept going, excuse the pun, um, just to the next layout, just to the basement. Yep. But by the act of putting it together, you you felt there was something a bit more in it. Yeah. And so you have to go with your intuition a bit, don't you? Rather than going, if someone said, look, I'm not sure about that. If you you have that sort of thing inside you sometimes, don't you think, you know what, I'm going to just keep going it. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's interesting. A lot of things, you, you know, I remember I used to work with a writer called Alistair Wood who always, always said, and it made quite a big impression on me, that every ad that he'd made was 50%, once it was art director, he'd given it to his art director, it was 50% worse than he'd imagined. Because <laughs> um, you do a little scribble and it's like, Woody Allen says a similar thing about his films, is that none of them are as good as they are in his head and in his drafts and then they're made and it's just what you couldn't do. And it kind of always stuck with me that that shouldn't be the case. Obviously, and um, and what I've noticed since then is that um, certain things exponentially improve when they're made, that mm. they look nothing as a scribble. So the jigsaw one we talked about last, there's a klaxon going off because of the economist. Um, but, economist alert. But that was a sort of okay as a scribble. Uh, and then when it was made, somehow it takes on, obviously you know how it's going to be made. You can picture it, it's red with a white gap mm. or the other way around it could have been. But somehow when it's made, it comes with a lot of confidence and gravitas that wasn't there as a scribble. Equally, I remember seeing the the ad that was rejected at the time, which was uh, the Volkswagen um, marriage ad. And... Uh, and I said, well, why is it rejected? That's really good, isn't it? And, oh, and obviously, if you imagine that as a scribble, out of focus has been drawn by wiggly lines. It doesn't look out of focus mm. as a scribble. It just looks like it's got wiggly right. lines and it right. probably said out of focus. So it doesn't look anything. Right. But if you're an art director, you think, oh, it's quite neat to have some of it out of focus, the key bit. And the... Yeah. And again, that those ads go from being quite neat to all of a sudden when you see the finished thing, they're like, you know, hundreds, you know, 500% better because yeah. you don't have to think about it or imagine and they take mm. on a different thing. So that's one of them. That that Through that process, it sort of, um, it, 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 yeah, it did, just seemed to improve. Did it stick with um, a stock shot or did you shoot it in the end? No, I used the same shot. I sort of, um, I mean, it's funny really because it's it, that was literally, I looked through a drawer full of shots that the Douglas Brothers had done that were in the basement. That was the only one that sort of fitted made it fit it's funny that isn't it because sometimes when you do a a film for a pitch or something and people then you remake it and everyone goes yeah yeah well that's it, I slightly that <laughs> did worry that and also I, we probably didn't have the budget to it was probably um, we, we would have had the budget to go somewhere but, and reach it that's, that's why I like this because it just feels it, it just feels real and you've just You've put it together. Well, there was a lot of, at the time, if we want to get really nerdy about it, there was a lot of decisions to be made on that, which is that that broke the rules of the previous campaign, which had done really well. It had won lots of awards. It was in all sorts of books. But it had this neat little bit of art direction where I'd had a headline 
and then three lines of copy that yeah. went into the three bars of the logo, and they were all very, um, what's the word, pale washes over the pictures. So it felt like slightly breaking a winning right. formula to not have that little branding device of the three lines of copy. And it's also the, the, it's, it's sort of the, the layout of it wasn't based on the previous ones. It's the same font. Then the other thing is to have this bright red uh, picture, which it didn't start off, seem to be breaking from that because they were all sort of quite pale blue and pale green. That felt like an intense bright red feels like it's a wrong thing to yeah. follow on from that. And then at the end, I sort of put this sort of dark thing so that you could focus down the street. But to me, if you follow the idea, you think, well, the person's supposed to be desperate, wanting to stop, yeah. sweaty, whatever, whatever. It looked too calm and gentle. So you, the red was a sort of good mm -hmm. yeah, the blood thing flow's to going look. And the, uh, the yeah, it's like you're, you're almost going to faint. And then the yeah. sort of focusing thing that I put literally right at the minute, last minute, 24 hours before it went out, again, made it look like 100% better somehow because it focused your eye down the street rather than this flat thing. So there are sort of little things that, you know, you're always weighing up this, should we break with the last campaign? You don't want to do a project where we had like a one-off. But no, I, can, I sort of did in that instance and it worked out okay. I can see the struggle, but it's, it's, it's fantastic just even still looking at it now. I think we need to flip on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, can so we move on to the street ball one? I really like this. Something completely different. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting this because this won zero awards. Really? Uh, I did this with Tony Barry, and I really liked this, and I like it now. It, it was. Um, can you describe it so we can? Yeah, sorry. You can, um, so basically, the idea was that, from memory, the Adidas Street Ball Challenge was some sort of um, urban basketball competition um, in held in London. And, you know, the brief was to alert people to this. It was being held in Battersea Park, get people there. There was a poster campaign uh, arranged. Now, obviously, you can pretty much say the urban, you know, the streetball challenge, Battersea Park, give the date, job done, really. Um, <laughs> but uh, obviously, we were trying to do something better and that got talked about. This is pre-social media, um, almost pre, possibly even pre-internet. What would this be about? 94 maybe um, and the idea that we did is we thought it's quite interesting that you've got these big flat billboards mm. all around London um, that you could put a basketball hoop on that and possibly you know the idea would be that people would use it to practice uh, you, so you could turn these poster sites into practicing things for when they actually turn up to the Betsy Park that felt like a really good word of mouth thing that would get yeah. talked about, picked up if it was now on social media or whatever. Yeah. So it, we just pinned these hoops up uh, and said, added a street ball challenge, get practicing. And it, then it said the cunning bit of Batsy Park. Oh, yeah. 22nd. So um, <coughs> it's brilliant. Did people. And people, we got lots of reports of. Yeah, yeah, particularly if they were near pubs for some reason, there would be. People would go over the road and use it. So we got a lot of reports of them being used because if you got basketball, why would you not? Yeah. You know, we should have obviously, in retrospect, taken a lot of pictures of people. I was going to say, them. if it was now, like you'd have all sorts of. If it was now, yeah, you'd have all sorts of famous the reason, people doing it. We're looking at it on the screen, but I have put a tiny thumbnail of the D Rose jump store, uh, which happened many years later. So I always, I started thinking last night, it's kind of like a forerunner a bit for that, you know? Yeah. So it, it, and that's. Uh, but well, I love the fact that yours was just sort of 
kind of so pure and sort of a bit ahead of the game, really. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, it didn't. We were really optimistic with that. That would we thought, God, it's it was unusual at the time to use. You know, you'd have things like the famous uh, Araldite thing with a car, yeah. which always seemed like cheap to me because that was a held up with on scaffolding. scaffolding. Yeah, so you think, what's the? It's not really stuck on it. Um, yeah, apparently, it was real glue. You know, it's bullshit. Um, yeah, the glue is not going to hold a Ford Cortina onto a post. You know, Steve. I know they've got um, some Weasley round, which is fine. It was really good. And it was really noticeable and it helped them. But obviously it's not stuck on the poster. You know, Steve-O from, uh, from Jackass. Yes. American kind of, uh, reality. Yeah. Show. yeah. Um, yeah. He's just been, he was gaffer taped to a billboard oh, on really? the really? side of uh, a freeway in the US to advertise. Seriously. Was it? Brilliant. Show. That's good. And That's they, they just shot Shot the whole for his program, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Like That's something. great. Yeah. Um, but they they shot the whole film of him them testing him being gaffer taped. Right. And they right. they put him on the side of a truck and drove him down the road. Oh, seriously! Like, yeah, brilliant. They fired fireworks at him and all sorts. This is like a, an advertising, very funny outdoor campaign. You know, best use of live person. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a few of them now. Um, wonderful. Okay, we're going to move on. Go on. What we uh, another thing beginning with A, American Airlines. Um, this is, you left Lagos to go to DDB. Yeah. And I love this campaign. Um, and I, I started thinking about it at the time, would there have been like a lot of teams clamoring for like VW briefs? And this one was seemed lesser or was I got completely wrong? No, no, you're 100% right. I think there was a, it was a really good bit of, there was a really good people at BMP, DDB. It's always sort of yeah. been good. It seemed particularly good then. Um, and they'd gone for a th- it's interesting because my leaving card from Ligas, uh, I think Tony Davidson and Kim had done it, said goodbye, and then you open it up and it said two awards. <laughs> <laughs> and that and the and basically the reason was is because it was felt that that BMP was like so bogged down in planning that you just could never get any work out and whatever. And I think Tony and Kim had come from there and obviously they'd have some issues with it. But so it was sort of seen as right, right. as not a good place to go. It seems hard to believe now, but um, uh, but it wasn't like that. It was it was amazing. Richard and Andy were doing really great stuff, and also their attitude was really infectious to lots of people. There, it might have changed it a bit, which is that they would work on anything. And obviously, we'd come from League of Salani, so we didn't have any choice but to work on anything. You know, mm-hmm. um, so there was this sort of feeling that. That, yeah, everybody wanted to work on VW, but also amongst certain people, Rich and Andy being one of them, is that you would try and find new accounts to work on and make good rather than just to, yeah, you know, VW and possibly Sony. So, you know, they'd done um, Marmite, amazingly, wow. still growing now. And, they, and that was the sort of vibe. There was a certain attitude amongst some of the people to try and find things that were sort of slightly dormant or not good and improve it. And someone came into us once, I think because I was head of art, someone had said, can I change this poster? And it was an American poster uh-huh. for some sort of JFK to London or something, some that had been done in the States. Uh, and I think it literally just had to be turned from American spellings to English right. was nothing. So I said, well, can't we do a, our own one? It's running over here. Surely we can do our own one. So yeah. me and Sean worked on something. So until then, everything was just imported from the States and it was like really low rent, terrible, right. boring stuff. 
anyway, we did a poster for JFK instead that they run and they really liked it. So the next time it came to some work to run in this country, the guy who'd asked me to just adapt the poster overseer said, look, there's a chance there's some new stuff. Why don't we pitch our own work this time? Would you, are you interested? So I said, yeah, absolutely. So it was all in a bit of a panic. Uh, for some reason, I remember it being done quite quickly. And they briefed us and said, well, it's this time it's not going to Heathrow. It's not going to JFK. It's going to, um, Newark. it's going to Newark. So, okay, what's good about that then? And, uh, uh, well, you know, it's, it's another place. It's, it's a completely different <laughs> yeah, place. It's not just they, they couldn't really, they didn't, wasn't really any, you know, you think, well, is it quicker? Is it a nicer route? Is it, you it's know, they've got more tubes. So what, what's the, there must be something. Well, no, not really. It's just another place. <laughs> so, and I don't know whether that was because it was needed so quickly they hadn't researched it or whether it literally was, it was like took the same time. It's just a different airport. It doesn't make much difference. So, so I think, from memory, it looks like one of the thing, the sort of things that have come out of that, which is that sort of instant response. You think, so what? It's just you go into New York from another place. Then that's is that the brief, right. which starts off as a sort of piss take, but then before you know it, you go, well, it's, so it's so you're going into New York, but from another angle. From you're going in from the right rather than the left. Mm. Whoopee! Whoops, you do. Mm. Um, so from that sort of uh, flippant attitude. You think, well, it is what it is. That's, you know, you're essentially alerting people to the fact that they can get there via another place. There isn't seemingly there's nothing good to say about it. Let's do that. Say, so go there from another angle, um, and then we thought, well, let's just show New York, which is obviously an amazing looking place. Everywhere you look is amazing. Let's just show that from unusual angles, and that was it. So I got a photographer. Um, so John, you shot, you shot this. We shot these, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I didn't go for some reason. No, so at the time I was, I'll stay here. I'll stay. Oh, it's ridiculous. I'll go tomorrow. No, then I was think we've got loads of briefs on. Surely <laughs> another photographer can yeah. find. You know, he's a photographer. He can Does find new angles. Go, no one went. No, we sent him over there. Very trusted in uh, just dropped in the plane afterwards. Yeah, which yeah. Was Dave uh, Dave Wakefield's idea, which was a neat. Thing. Seriously, yeah, I think wow. so. I think initially it was like it was. Uh, I think so. I've got a vague memory of Dave saying, because why don't you I, um, drop in a little plane in there, which obviously makes it much better. Oh, no, because I, I mean, right, so I'm thinking the other way around. I'm looking at it a couple of days ago, going, oh, love these, you know, the photography, the, the whole thing about New York, such an exciting city, black and white, it's sort of like, it's Woody Allen, it's all that kind of stuff. Well, that's exactly the, it was Woody Allen, and it was the reference I gave um, Dave Wakefield. Um and probably the client was the beginning of North by Northwest. Yeah. Okay. Can so we the go time next, is like can that. Can we go on to the next slide? Have you got quite yeah. excited? But I um, called I, it. I sort of yeah. yeah so it. it's a ripoff. That's why. Oh right. Okay. Well, not a ripoff. I mean, well, it's a, it's inspired. But yeah, there you go. Like, so well, a ripoff. No, I, I didn't. I hadn't, a I hadn't found this last one, and I saw. It, I was like, oh my god, it's one of my favourite films of all time. I love everything. Yeah. The type, the music, and I was like, oh great. And then I thought about the little play. And I, have you seen the opening sequence of Roma? That movie, so. it's um, people either love it or hate it. It's a bit marmite, but it's just someone cleaning this floor, and it's just a locked-off shot, black and white, beautiful, in my opinion. And then there, for a moment, a little square of light comes through the top of the building, and this plane just goes all the way through. And I was thinking, oh, it's like that. 
stuff, you know, and it, it's just, you know, all these things coming together. Yeah, going, yeah. It's sort of, and, and that's why I love the campaign because it's, it's sort of a gentle thing and it's come not from over thinking or, or crowbar and stuff. It's kind of, it's just from another angle, but then you've put all the joy and the love into. Yeah. And it's, I mean, with all these things, you, you know, you sort of get your, Basic. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes these things don't start. The start point is so that's it. It's just you get there for a different direction. Essentially, it's sort of the idea, yeah. and then you just build it. You go well. If it looked like if we get a photographer to shoot it from unusual angles, New York, it's going to look great. How could that not mm-hmm. look great? Whatever, whatever he does. Then you do the type like north by northwest, sort of, and that's your start point where the type interacts with the pictures. So, we, so. With, each bit makes it exponentially better. Yeah, and by the end, it's sort of knowing that the thing you've got in the beginning could end up. But the, thing, the thing in the beginning is it's a slightly facetious. Wow. Well, it is. Yeah, lots of really good work comes out of. Yeah. But actually, isn't it ironic as well? For Tony and Kim going, oh, it's um, strategized to death over there. Yeah. And funny enough, you've kind of built your own strategy from. Yeah. Not enough time, I suppose. Well, I think again, like a lot of the, you know, I always say to the younger teams that that when there's a problem it's, if there's a problem or there's a timing problem or anything it's a, always a really good opportunity because i can remember these would i've got a vague memory that what is it saying there march 3rd i've got a vague memory these were done coming up to christmas and there was like two days to do it or you know right then that would have been really quick now it's probably normal but so it, it felt like it was so obviously the, the benefit is if, if they've not got long before they have to make a decision if they go with what you've done, you've got a lot of leeway to improve it and make it good. It's not going through rounds and rounds of... Yeah. So that comes with its own positives. But, um, yeah. Great. Okay. Thank you. So it was from um, from DDB to... On to... Abbott Mead. Abbott Mead. And that thing called... Economist. Economist. That's it. Right, moving on. <laughs> um, but we do have a question about The Economist, don't we? Do you? Yeah. What's that? What's that? About your mom, your mom blonde. Oh, man. you bastard! You're going to bring that up again. Do that. <laughs> I did that last time. Remember? I really thought we'd forgotten that. Oh God! <laughs> He's thinking that I should try my line on you. The line was: decisions makers make the same decision every week. Yeah, yeah. That, and I think Dave just Abbott, read... it went down similarly last time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to read Dave's face. Yeah. And I want a, I want a, I want a, I want a, a writing implement which wasn't a pencil. It was a pen. You know, it's, it was before I was really in the established in the industry. Yeah. yeah. But can we talk about Mary Down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mary Down. Yeah. I mean, th- this seems to be your um, your sort of. How do you describe it? It's been with you for many years. Where it's, I've got two thousand three, four, five, six at different agencies. Same agency. But Same agency, but rebadged. Sort of. Thing. Not when I was there. No. No. So through through that time, when I was there, it was CDD, and right. then when I left, they called it shop for the nine months that it went going, and then it wasn't called shop. And, and was Mary Down a client that you were very close to? Yeah. Yeah. Because it sort of feels like you. I think it's a it, again. It's a funny one. It's funny, the the posters you've picked and... Oh, you the, can go on, there's loads more after Yeah, no, no, it's just interesting that they all seem, and I don't know whether this is this would be the case of a lot of work if you looked into it, they all seem to have come from such sort of uh, doodly, you know, so so the, the you know, the uh, Adidas one is sort of just thinking, oh, what do you do when you're running? 
the, the last ones we talked about, the American Airlines, is, God, that's it. Is that all it is? Just get there from a different place. And then this one was just literally coming out of the meeting, being briefed. I think that's weird. Look, Mary means happy and down means sad. And that's both in the same name. Literally jotting it down, then doing a face, and then putting the thing, smile up one way and sad the other way, and thinking, that's interesting, what's that? And then sort of ignoring it, thinking, well, it's not really an ad. I don't know what it is, but it's quite interesting. Pinning it to the wall. And then, you know, as always the saying is, your best idea is your first or last. Uh, but, I, but I thought, well, it's not really it. What is it? I don't mm. know. It's interesting to me, <laughs> but I don't know what it is. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, particularly then, you know, ads much more were saying, you know, it's brewed in Germany from this thing or that thing, or it's right. made from the finest. It, it, you didn't really just, you know, yeah. you, mostly you didn't just say the name. Uh, although, ironically, 50 years before, you probably would have done. But um, so, yeah, so it was a little doodle that, that occurred to me that I pinned on the wall and thought, well, it's not, it's not anything. Um, some teams worked on the brief, but lots of work came back that was like, you know, Apple-based or uh, wherever they were. I can't remember where they were, Dorset, I think. And you just think, well, I don't really care about all this mm. stuff because it's not unusual. It's not um, distinct to this side of brand, you know, what kind of apples or mm. I, don't care, I don't give a shit. And it just felt so boring, really. So, um, so again, probably possibly partly out of desperation and partly thinking, well, I quite like the just go out there and brand things and have fun with it. Because the biggest issue was at the time it was it was it was mainly drunk by, as the client said, tramps and students. Right, was their constituency. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool demographic. Yeah, just a desired <laughs> one. So, so it. it, it so the overriding thing was it, it would be good if it was sort of reassessed that it's not in the category of the uh, tenant super, Yeah, you know, there's a few drinks that were in that because they were quite cheap. It'd be good if it's reassessed and it felt a bit cooler and a bit more sophisticated. So that was sort of one of the bits of the brief. And I thought, well, you could do that again. I think it's the benefit. I mean, it's not so you can't do it if you're a writer, but it's the benefit of being an art director. You think, well, that upside down thing, we could get loads of cool people to do that and that could be interesting and mm. fun and different and stylish and seems like it's the best thing he's got going for it to brand it in did a you, cool when you, way. When you went back to them with the work, did you sort of go, well, you could have done the thing on the apples or brewed how long you did it, but we just think it's all about the name. Or did you just go, this is it? Did you give them... Uh, I can't remember. No. I, I, because in some, some ways, like we said earlier, it's... It's so brilliantly simple. It's come the root of the name, and then it's, 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 it's this license to then have so much fun. You know, did you go in with multiple, multiple executions to saying this, this, and this, or was it just a? I think I, I can't really remember. To be honest, no. I think it was probably, you know, like again, once you start thinking about it and thinking, you know, one of the issues was it seems a bit random, merry and down, and then I thought, well, maybe if he's happy because it's full. And then he's down because it's empty. Yeah. At least it sort of ties in a bit. Yeah. And then that sort of made another little leap to make it a bit better and a bit more bespoke. Um, then I'd sort of done a bit of research on the Victorian faces that work both ways. I'd sort of vaguely seen some of those, bought some books on that. So I would have had some references of that. Probably mocked one up, uh, got the studio to mock one up. Um 
and, and then probably gone on about the benefits of branding and yeah. you know of how many you could do and whatever whatever. So it's, after you've got your the green light on the concept, yeah. you've gone out and sourced tons of artists and illustrators and briefed them on the same. Well, uh, no, what I did is I, um, I, oh wow, you've got loads of new. I, I think we did about forty-five or fifty in the end, which was which was good. I think I, um, I had a budget that would buy us three illustrations. I think at the time, a decent illustrator would be about fifteen hundred quid or something, um, maybe two grand. I can't remember. Right. But anyway, I, I had maybe six grand to make three because obviously the, the the start off with the campaign was was three posters I think and we had about six grand that was allocated so I thought I thought god it's a shame we can't do 10 mm. great to do 10 because yeah. obviously three what's the point you know you you want to see because for each one that's different to the last it yeah. sort of improves it so so I, I sort of made the decision to cut the illustrator's fee <laughs> to the amount that would allow me to do 10 and I thought, well, I'd rather get 10 people who want to do it and have 10 different ones than three people who will say yes because it's we're giving them two grand or whatever the fee mm. was. So I cut it all to a really um, savage amount, you know. Right. Uh, uh, and thought, and also I thought, well, it's, a, it's if I was an illustrator, I'm always optimistic about these things, but I thought if I was an illustrator, I'd quite like to do one of those. You've got no, you know... Um, NAF stuff coming. It's literally all them. The whole thing is handed over yeah. to them. And there's the challenge of how do you make the face work. So it's a cool thing to do if you're an illustrator. So I thought, I bet a lot of them would do it or start doing it the minute you start talking to them about it. So I approached 10, like, you know, they were literally like, there was like um, Gary Baseman, who's like an enormously famous American illustrator. We offered about 500 quid, I think. Um, and everybody said yes. So do you think I what, did, because it was, it was literally a one line brief. It's like, you have no websites, said, no headlines, well, I said, nothing. It's just, yeah, I said, I will not interfere. You know, I, I'm going to give you this. And the trade is, I won't uh, interfere. I won't come back, say, can you make his eyes bigger? Can I was you do ask this? That, did you that? have any? So I, I, that was the thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're smiling now, Dave. And then, and then occasionally I would say, oh, I don't like that. But very occasionally. But um, so some of them, I'm looking at the ones you've got there. I didn't have anything to do with any. I mean, the, the some of them I would get involved with because they would, you would get like an etching in. There's, a, there's one where it's a guy with a pinwheel hat and it's an etching. You, think, you can't just have that on black. So I've dropped in right. paper and different things. Uh, and, and then one of them I, I sort of rejected, even though I said that I wouldn't, because I just thought it was not any good. So I sort of got involved a bit, but the, but you know we did about forty five or fifty, and mm. there was probably only a problem on three or four. They're brilliant. I mean, so that's it's good. It's good ratio. There's a sort of thing if you're a student, you you rip off the wall and have it in, in your room, wouldn't you? Well, that was the that was also the and idea. And tramps as well. Sorry, and tramps, tramps obviously students, yeah. would have it under their <laughs> cardboard. <laughs> Nice, uh, 45 of them. Nice so I think um, the things that came, there were interesting things that came out of that. I, I, once we'd done 10, you think, I thought, well, we can ask anyone. And also they, they want lots of also. So I thought we yeah. can ask anyone. So I asked, and in the first round, and I don't know whether we mentioned this in, no, in fact, in the last time, but at the time, someone, I think it was Dave Sullivan said, oh, a friend of mine is friends with Banksy. Right. Do you want to get him in? 
So this is like ages ago. I mean, he's like, he wasn't known. I was thinking, right. Who? Who's Banksy? Who's uh, that? He's a street artisty bloke. What a scruffy street artist. So he was sort of hovering around as a possibility. <laughs> I don't know whether he would have done it. Uh, obviously a pain in retrospect. Uh, he might have done one. He might have done one. That yeah. one in the middle of the bottom. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't, we didn't follow that up. Annoyingly, I asked a guy called, um, name's completely gone, very famous American illustrator, uh, who said no, can't remember his name, so it's not much of a story without knowing who it is. Um, I foolishly said to Giles Ravel, who's a really great and clever photographer, why don't you shoot one? I have no clue as to what that even meant. That's in the first slide, uh, I think, isn't is it? In the slide? Yeah. If you go up one, John, and um, one more, on the left, isn't that John? Oh, that's it, yeah. yeah. So I said, why don't you shoot one of these things for us? He was doing lots of stuff for us on, on uh, Mercedes at the time. And uh, he foolishly took, took that challenge. It was a ridiculous challenge to, to try and make that work photographically, but he did unbelievably well. Yeah, I was going to say, shot was, one. was that the only one that was... Uh, it's the only one that was photo... I mean, yeah, yeah. I, just, I don't know many people who would even accept the brief, let alone come up with a result. Didn't uh, Mark made a film for you as well, didn't well, he? We did a few yeah. films. There was the Mark... There was a robot one that Mark did. Mark Denton. It ended up being all on their bottles. There were sort of student competitions doing them. It, it sort of really expanded across a big... Yeah. Because obviously it's a piece of um, branding, really, so it can go... Anyway, so it was on cases, it was on, mm. um, you know, all the beer mats and everything you can imagine. So for a short while, it, it did really kind of reinvigorate their business and Great. and uh, did really well for them. And, it, and again, yeah. it's a funny little idea. My friend from Lowe, Alistair Wood, again, keeps coming up. Yeah. Um, said, oh, I, I used to work on that. I can't believe I didn't spot that that was happy and sad. It's been annoying. <laughs> um, I don't know what he'd done on it. But, uh, but again, it's like it couldn't be a more obvious simple thing but half of it is spotting it and thinking i mm. could do something with that rather than spotting it and thinking it's not any which i was kind of thinking yeah, it's not anything about the apples <laughs> right well we've, we've had our first round of uh, on the ciders we'll go our second round on the adams i think oh okay uh, the beer from the coast yeah was yeah. it a bit of a frazzled time in your office yeah, at <laughs> like the same time <laughs> come on give us give us a bottle of that adams <laughs> i mean this couldn't be um we're talking about the adams um, 48 sheet campaign um, and it couldn't be more serene and sort of calm yeah. compared to the yeah. to the um, Meridale yeah it's a I different mean, vibe isn't it? yeah and I mean I got a, I, did I tell you this last time I went there and Adnams Brewery no I went to Southwold oh, and yeah. I, I saw these in the somewhere and I bought them and I fra you? framed them in my house so your work wow. was framed and then my wife took them down and I thought oh, yeah. and I was advertising postcards yeah post, those little postcards mm. But um, yeah, so was there, because this is at the same time. It was, was it? I think it was the year after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the year after the other ones. The other one ran for about four or five years. This was the year, the brief came in the year after we pitched for it and, and won it. I think, um, I mean, again, it's funny, they all seem so flip when you look at where they came from. So <clears throat> similarly, almost exactly the same as the cider stuff is stories about, you know, hops and, right. you know, heritage and just seems so boring, doesn't it? Um, and, you know, we did a big factory tour, brewery tour, uh, and they give you all this pages and pages of notes you make about the minutiae of how they make their beer and why it's so different from the place up the road that makes their beer. 
Um, I just thought it's so granular. Who gives a shit about this particular hop that mm. slightly bigger or slightly, you know, comes from Czechoslovakia instead of Norway or mm. you think who carries all that sort of fiddly information around? And I, I would be, um, you know, the sort of main observation I'd go into this is just I would go to Sainsbury's in Muttle Hill and I'd look at their shells of bitter and all that sort of stuff. And they would just go on forever. And it was all names that you didn't really know. New ones seemed to be popping up. And you think, oh, I'll give that one a go. It's got honey in it. Or I'll give this one. Mm. You know, it's not like a big brand loyalty thing. And I thought the biggest issue was when you look at them, whether when you scan across all those bottles, whether you think, oh, that's the one that, you know, whatever that may be, even if that's mm. that comes from London or this. If you can attach something to it yeah. that helps you position it in your head and not think, oh, it's just another one with a blue label this time that's turned up, that would be helpful. So having come out of the um, brewery when things were being traded or perhaps we, you know, perhaps we do it on the fact they've got a special cat who catches this thing and stops. I mean, literally, these are some of the things getting kicked around. Um, and we were, you know, the brewery is like um, 100 foot from the sea. Right. I thought, why don't we just say it's the one next to that mm. big blue wobbly thing? You know, it's like, because it can't be any others. So I said, well, can we check into whether there's any other breweries that are by the sea? Because at least if we say that's the one by the sea. So at the time, the, the, the planner said, well, that doesn't make any difference to the taste of the beer. What, how does that affect the taste? It doesn't make it better. It's not seawater. It's not. Right. So I said, no, but at least you, it sounds quite nice that it's by, it's in a nice place and it's by the sea. I said, but what's the alternative? We talk about the hops and we get lost that we've got this hop, they've got that hop. Yeah. Um, at least if I use my Sainsbury's thing, I turn up, I look at the thing, oh, that's the one that's brewed near the sea. It doesn't make me think it must be good, but at least I can think, oh, that's that one. Yeah. Um, and they were, you know, at the time, they were just trying to break into London. So um, so we kind of developed that. We did develop a couple of routes on this, I remember. Right. And we we said instead of beer by the sea or whatever the version of that was, I remember there being a change to doesn't coast sound more at market because I remember the CEO saying it was his goal to make Adnams the most expensive pint on the bar and to make it, um, and to make it sort of to push drinking beer with food, yeah, not premium, just wine with premium, premium beer yeah. with food, not just right. wine. Right. Um, so he's all, I can't remember what the line was, but before, but when it was by the sea, it almost sounded like seasidey. And yeah. I think coast sounds a bit more sophisticated in yeah. the market. So that was a change midway through the work. And then, yeah, um, when we, uh, again, when we sort of, did them, you know, my little scribbles look like GGT type scribbles. You know, they were sort of, yeah. you mash up the coast, you've got beer, coast, and you do mashups like they would have done at GGT back in the day. Yeah. Um, and they looked, they didn't look very sophisticated. They looked quite addy. Um, so I thought, well, they could look like nice railway posters of the 30s, you know, with those sort of, Certain sort of style, you know, like Skegness is so bracing and there's that mm. sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought, the thing is, my scribbles don't convey that vibe at all. So I don't know, we can show that we can say there's that, but it's going to look cool like that one. 
But yeah. So I said, why don't we get one done? Why don't we get one drawn for the pitch properly? Right. Because right. otherwise you just can't really, it just seems too down market, these drawings that I've done. Yeah. So we commissioned him a percentage of whatever his normal rate is. And he did that one in the bottom corner with the, what they call groins, those things. Oh, them. yeah. Uh, yeah. On the um, post. So that was done as a test. Um, and again, massively helpful. So whatever that was, a thousand quid or whatever, it was money well spent because you show them that and they think, oh, yeah, that looks really classy and that's mm. cool. Mm. And then when you show them your scribbles afterwards, yeah. they go, oh, yeah, it's going to look classy like that one. Uh, so yeah, so we printed. You know, it's one of those unusual things you present in the pitch, and they ran. Uh, they ran, I think, ten forty-eight sheets first time round. Yeah, I remember um, they ran them literally hundred percent how we wanted to run them, which was unusual. Um, and I remember going up there, and he wanted the chairman wanted to move the text from one one corner to another. And we argued about it for about an hour. Mm-hmm. And then weirdly, which just kind of shows you what he was like, Simon Loftus, um, at the end, he went, okay, well, let's go with your thing. And I just want to say, and I thought he was going to say, <laughs> you've been a real fucking pain in the ass for an hour. We could have gone home earlier, but fuck it. You've got to keep... And he went, I just want to say, I really appreciate you taking all this extra time to discuss it with me, which was amazing. So, oh, that's good. So for better or worse, they're like 100%. There's like no... I mean, they're just interference at all. They're yeah. just so they're so distinctive, and they don't show the pint or anything. But they just give me a feeling of just calm and just like other, other placeness. You know, it's, they're well. I think again, wonderful. it's like we were saying earlier that through the process of making them, they uh, pick up various qualities and things as you go. And I think you know, weirdly, with those things. I did do a blog post last year saying, well, what about this system? Why don't we do ads that people like? Uh, and then maybe they might buy our stuff more. And I think with these, they still sell them in their shops. They yeah. sell them as beer towels. They're on walls in pubs still. They're all over the place. So what, but did it end? Did the relationship end? Did they- yeah, because unfortunately, like most clients, they, you know, we did about... 10, 48 sheets in the first year and they did really well. So most clients think, well, job done then. We've got, mm. you know, we've got all the sort of listings we wanted and sales have increased and people seem to be aware of it. We managed to talk them into doing about eight the next year. Um, and then I think they thought, well, that's, we've done our advertising. And, uh, and unfortunately they then didn't spend any money for um, a number of years, just little bits and pieces here and there. And then got in touch about eight years after and said, our brand isn't as, as sort of, it doesn't, doesn't appear special to people anymore. It's, right. You know, it had that period where everybody thought it was very special and sophisticated. And now, since we've been running all this crappy old work, it seems like it's, people don't like it as much. Um, so we did some, so I did some more stuff for them then in about 2000, and, that's what that would be, two, Eight, nine, maybe. But it was a sort of different brief because it was like Adams was then spreading out across hotels and pubs and whatever. But, and then again, you do it for a couple of years and then they disappear. But, you know, it's got to be an ongoing, as we know, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to have an ongoing presence to keep reminding people and to keep, you can't, 
Yeah. Do it and think people remember that for 10 years. But it's a shame. anyway, so it's a shame because it could have kept going. And yeah. that again is a bit like the running one where you'd sit down and think, right, what do you get on a beach? What do you get on the coast? And you sort of hit a wall thinking, we've probably done them all. We've done, you know, 10. Yeah. We've done pebbles. Left. We've done sea, sky. Why else? You're virtually out. But then, funnily enough, you just think of a little thing and Another one, and you sort of claw your way forward. But um, it feels it's a like shame. It could have gone and gone, and they we did a lot, but we could have done a lot more. It feels like a campaign, like you said. It, it just had a very unique look and feel, and they could have run them and run them. Yeah. Because especially now, and we, I don't know, there's sort of people want to get away and be more calmer, and there's this sort of whole, you know, slow culture. They should probably like. do them again. I mean, they, they, you know, when we spoke to them, uh, you know, eight or ten years later, they were sort of partly irritated because everybody n- still knew those and they didn't know all the stuff they'd been doing for the last <laughs> eight years. It was a sort of double-edged sword, although it's the same guy who was marketing director. He was like, it's sort of annoying that they keep thinking of that. But then it is yeah. quite good in one way, but it's sort of annoying. Yeah. So I think they get caught in this, is it looking backwards if we do that? Yeah. Anyway. Before we have another beer, shall we talk about some chocolate? Go on. Yeah, go on. Um, we've got Yorkie oh, yeah. up on the screen. Um, so we should describe this. I like we? this. Yeah, I really liked this. Again, this didn't, I don't think this won anything, but I really liked this. Um, Yorkie. So this was done at GAWT. Um, 2016. And again, uh, to, I can't remember. Is it? Somewhere around. I don't know. Something like that. Um, and again, a sort of another imperfect thing. I mean, all of these... I've not thought of this before. All of these beginnings seem imperfect and it's not like here's what we should do and then we execute it. They all seem like they're problematic. So um, one of the writers at JDBT had had this idea of selling Yorkies on Amazon and I was looking right. after that yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that brand. Uh, so it was aimed at the time, probably problematic now, but the line was... Not for women or not for girls or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So he'd, he'd had this idea on selling it on Amazon for men. Somehow it would come up in their face. I can't remember what the men element was, but it's selling them individually on Amazon for men. Man fuel for man stuff. Maybe. I can't remember. Maybe it was in a line. So we looked into trying to do that. There was something cleverer than just selling Yorkies on Amazon. It was somehow linked to men. I can't remember what the thing was. So um, we sort of looked into that. And then as we started thinking about that, um, we thought it'd be funny if there's customers also bought and then you buy these really funny, you, you have these really, could, could we rig it that things like anvils and, and really cliched, you know, big boy chairs and yeah. uh, could they come up? So then it became from not just selling on there, but trying to get those things come up, which is obviously cheating the system. And that became problematic. And it was like, yeah, well, that's a shame. That's really funny. Mm. You show the thing that you can buy and then you show all these super macho, cliche men things, WD-40, I can see that. Yeah. Um, so, and then the news, get, you know, so I had it pinned to my wall and then the news come back. They said, oh, we just can't do it because we can't cheat the algorithm or something. There was some problem yeah. with it. So I said, oh, fuck it, let's do it as a poster then. It's funny as it is, isn't it? I mean, it's not like a poster, but it's funny. You know, I like the fact that um, if it looked like that, 
you're going to think there's a mis- a mistake, isn't it? Isn't that coming yeah. from someone's laptop yeah, or something? Yeah. So it's one of those things, although it's the opposite of what we started with SHN, in that it's not one simple, loud thing, it is something that I think you lean in because you think, what's happened there? Is that a mistake? Yeah, but it's a visual that everyone is aware of as well. You know the context the time, of it, yeah. but it's out of context when you see yeah. it on a poster. So yeah. you think, what's happened there? Is that a coming from someone's feed or what's gone on so you can't so it breaks that thing where you can't help but look because it's unusual and then you need to look because you need to see all the details so and then you see uh yorkie milk chocolate bar 60p and then it says customers who bought this item also bought and then the first one is an anvil with the price of an anvil there then a shed then some dumbbells then some wd-40 can't see what that shaving, other thing shaving is. Shaving kit. Shaving kit. A lazy big boy. boy. Lazy boy, that's yeah. it, not a big drill. boy. Yeah. A drill. And a drill, and, yeah. With all the sort of links to go. So I love the fact that it's doesn't look like any other poster I can think of. I think it would be really a miracle to walk past and not be intrigued to what the hell that was. Mm. Uh, but it breaks a lot of rules in terms of being super simple and poster and whatever. Yeah, but so I, think, I really liked that. But I you get know. the dwell... Because of where it is. And it's in stations. Yeah, so yeah. you've got, yeah, yeah if it was yeah. on a, you're driving past, it would might be a more of a problem, but it was put in stations where people are dying for stuff to read. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that one. so we're doing a bit more chocolate. Bit more chocolate. Yeah. I think. Uh, this is more minimal. I think, yeah, it's very minimal, that. I think um, this is Kit Kat Black Friday. So obviously the ongoing idea with Kit Kat is, have a break, have a Kit Kat. Um, you know, it's an amazing property to have 50 years. Has it been going? I don't know how long it's been going. but uh, And I think when I was at JWT, we probably did about eight of these sort of um, topical sort of ads. You know, yeah. I would get certain teams working on them, say, right, it's Valentine's Day, Kit Kat, what's, what's the link? Yeah, go and do that. Um, this particular one I thought was really neat, which was, so it's Black Friday, uh, and it was a barcode, but in chocolate colour brown, with two uh, Kit Kat bars in it, and then the numbers at the bottom are making have a break out of number well, some numbers in there. The A is a four, uh, and that's it. Oh, the B is a bit is an eight, um, and then there was a question of do you make it really big in the middle, right? Which might help you see it more, but it might look less like a barcode. So in the end, I decided to go for the sort of blank space. No, I like push it. Push it in the corner, a bit more barcoding. I like that sort of phase of where Kit Kat, where they did a sort of thing where Oreos did in America, where they tried to do a topical ad every day for a year. And I remember seeing these Kit Kat ones coming up. There was one about the James Bond film. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, did yeah, that I like that. And you kind of go in, that's when it's at its best, because it's a... Everyone knows it's have a break, but then like now give it some Trying to find a new spice, yeah. It's a real shame. We did, as I say, we did about eight or ten when I was there, the few years that I was there. Uh, and then we yeah. yeah it was a good it was a good opportunity. But it was good Chris um what's the name of the designer? Chris uh oh can't remember now. I'll have to cut that bit out as well. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence bits. Mm, no, they're great. It's real. Um Shall we? What else have you got? Well, last bit, last but one, blackboard okay. experiment. So yep. this was something we found out about where one yeah. Christmas you decided to take 
some research, do some research for blackboards in your local coffee shop? Kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's more or less. Yeah. Uh, basically, there was, I had been trying to think of a blog I could write that was the most basic advertising form humanly possible. So I was looking at, you know, lost dog posters or thinking, what's the most basic thing you could do, you could find, the most basic form? It could be a, a, uh, an ad in a news, page, news agent's window or something, and then put some discipline to it. So to not have so much information, to focus on key areas, to put some emotion in it, blah, blah, blah. So I was looking at different ways to do that. And the coffee shop near me, um, I'm friends with the owner, had these A boards, chalkboards outside that seemed to list every one of the 400 project products that she had in her store. Right. And I was just thinking, oh, who the hell is going to read through that? You know, when you could just go in and have a look anyway. And then I thought, well, maybe I could use those. Maybe I could sort of take over those chalkboards for six weeks, do some ads, and then see whether they work. So there was sort of partly an element of thinking, a bit scary. What if it doesn't? <laughs> uh, 30 years in and you go, I tried it six weeks, couldn't, get, couldn't sell a thing. Couldn't sell one um, Tony. But then I thought, well, Sonic, you know, was, was, if, it all, if it's bad, it's probably quite true. It might remind me of something. You know, all I'm doing is I'm trying to write something on there that gets people to go in and buy something. It's the same as my day job. So, um, yeah, so I did that. So I took them over. I would do four a week every Monday, I think. Um, and some would, you know, like that one that you've got there. Would you draw them yourself? Yeah. Right. Would, would on Panatoni, literally cleared out of Panatoni. It's unbelievable. No way. Uh, cleared out of Panatoni. Effective days. Awards, Unbelievably effective. I don't know if I can write a paper on that, but that's... Put it, <laughs> um, did you put it into can? Did what? Put it into can. It went to pitch at the end, so <laughs> they still wouldn't give it to me. Uh, no, I think, so some of them would, would, uh, would clearly sell things. Some of them, there was no discernible effect. Uh, and then there were some uh, the people it would draw people in. I mean, overall, I think yeah. the, the I think she compared her sales over that period in the year before, and it was about nine percent more. Um, but she said it brought in sh her main feedback, which was the best feedback, is it brought in a lot more people and people she hadn't seen, which she can only imagine would come to that. So if you do an ad saying, you know, talking about particular pasta or cheese, and lots of new people come in but they don't buy that. It's still good. You just can't trace it directly. It was mm. probably with, with a lot of advertising unless it's digital. Um, and was that about the personality of the cafe being seen on an A-board cold from consumers? Uh, so she's saying the, uh, uh, the tone of voice was... I would imagine that the that A, it felt like you were in a dialogue with the community, mm. that they were changing regularly. And B, because they were quite funny, um, it made them seem a bit more inviting, hard yeah. to guess. So yeah. there's a sort of interesting thing at the end of I did a couple of blogs based on this. At the end of it, I was just saying that when you do something on Panatoni, you know, that they that she says, look, I've got a basement full of Panatoni and I'm panicking now, it's nearly Christmas. If I don't sell it by then, I've literally got to throw it all away. You do a chalkboard and they sell out of it in two days and she orders more. <laughs> you feel like being carried around the streets. Yeah. <laughs> Think what a hero. And it, but the thing is, it makes you want to write another board for a very specific thing so that if it sells out, you get the credit, which is like doing digital advertising. So whereas I did one that she wouldn't let me change that said, 
um, Highgate's uh, Highgate's finest purveyor of lovely bits and bobs. Didn't really say anything, but it sounded quite nice. She loved that and kept it there all the time. In fact, she's redone it uh-huh. in her own hand with some other information around it at the moment. So I had no, just but the it. thing is, that one, although it's not a specific product, that might people might think, oh, I'll try it out. But you can't, I can't claim credit for it because I don't know. They mm. see that and think, oh, uh-huh. I'll have a look. Yeah. And I think that's the sort of dilemma that a lot of advertising is in now. If you go digital, you can claim precisely all of the small details, whereas if you go on TV and other things, it's hard to know whether well, someone's gone directly from that. But the gains are bigger. One's branding and one's a one's a product-led message, right? So you've yeah. got something, Panatoni is trying to drive Panatoni sales, whereas the Bits and Bobs is about her, her brand. But what I'm saying is if, you, if you, you do much better getting people in to look at the whole store and buy stuff than yeah. you do just selling Panatoni, yeah. and the same with digital, is that... You know, if you get people to assess the Apple brand, that's better for you than selling just the iPods. Yeah. But if you go dig or you, but if you go digitally, because everything's traceable, you can trace the uplift, albeit tiny. Whereas people don't take the gambles on doing brand stuff as much as they did, because it's hard to trace. And uh, that's a big thing for out of home. It's the you know the, the yeah link, out, of, out of home is tough. The link to immediate sales, if they're you know. It's quite hard when you see it on a brief, you know, with the, the ambition is to drive sort of yeah. someone to store. You go, well, attribution is really hard to do on, yeah, on our right. home. And also when you, you know, particularly without home, like is, you know, if you do have a week and the sales are great, they go, yeah, but it was really sunny that yeah. week. So there's always a hole. You know, yeah, yeah. Or, or it was really rainy. So everyone was in. Or it's, it's never as clear as we run that, those ads and this happened, but. But anyway, so it's, it was quite, so I did sort of, it did remind me on some very basic levels. I tried to sort of keep honest and not, and think, well, what have I learned from this? And it's a weird thing because you always have to shut your mind up and think, let's write what I've actually learned rather than what I think it would be good to say I've learned. Or the, mm. And what I've learned is that if it's really simple, it stands out. And if it's really funny, it, people react to it. But, and you think all the stuff that I would have known getting into the business. Mm. But when I but when I wrote it straight and what ones had done well, they were the sort of simple, funny ones. Um, well, we'll, we'll post a link to your blog post in the, uh, yeah, in yeah. the description so people can yeah. have a read through. But um, well, we'll do we do as well. want to um, to move on to okay, the most one. recent stuff. Yep. Um, another drink. Another drink. Yeah, it's very drink heavy. Tend to be smashed by the end of this, aren't we? Although with lucky saying we shouldn't be smashed, should we? No, we'll be right with that. <laughs> yeah. So these are your. These are lovely. Posters from Love slash Fear, your agency. Love or Fear. It's what the cool kids call it. Sorry, mate. Love or Fear. They don't use a slash. They just <laughs> don't slash two. Um, um, well, yeah. Do, do you want to describe it for us there? Yeah. Uh, so I think the, um, the brief with this was um, Lucky Saint Beer is uh, non-alcoholic or it's got like a hint of alcohol. Um, and... Obviously, you're on billboards, so you, you sort of can't say too much. And I suppose the the more I do posters, the more I think it's got to be even simpler than I first thought, and it's got to be better branded than I first thought. So if the idea comes from a branding device, it's better than trying to explain a process, for example. Um, so, you know, so it gets you into that world of you, you're sort of borderline, in, borderline cliches because you're trying to think, you know, for most people, we'd be introducing them to this beer, Lucky Saint, 
And it's, I can't see the, is it 0.5%? I think. Yeah, yeah. 5% alcohol is the key thing. Um, And obviously, you think, God, what do you do? You You don't want to just talk about the fact it hasn't got alcohol in it because you end up apologising for it. And it sounds like it's a product that's that's like a, um, it's not a first choice. It's like a substitute thing. Um, And we didn't want to do that. Um, We wanted to sort of celebrate it. So... Obviously, you've got Lucky Saint, and the key thing is that people remember it. And you think, well, what have you got? What's there in Lucky? What's there in Saint? It's an unusual name. Um, Saint. There was a whole bunch of stuff that I did, roughs I did, based most of them based on Saint. And you think, well, the the halo thing seems quite neat. You know, it's sort of um, is it a cliche? I don't know. But you think, well, it's a useful device to get people to remember what the beer was, if he's got a halo, because it's the only one with Saint in it. Mm. Um, and if you're driving past these and you think that looks quite nice um, and you think it was the one with a halo in it, it's easy to kind of track back to try and figure out who that was for. So um, I think there was a sort of short list of about 10 different ideas that had halos. Um, and then it was just trying to figure out which ones we could do. Cause I think in terms of executing them, uh, as always, the, the, the simpler something is, the harder it is to execute because there's nowhere to hide. Mm. Um, so with these, they're sort of simple shots, but the halo is crucial that, for example, on the gas one, that's supposed to be that you open the, a bottle and where you sometimes get that sort of gas misty thing coming out, it's forming a little halo. If that looks drawn or like we've retouched on it, the poster's going to be naff. If it looks like we've just captured it, it's going to be cool. So it's like, so the difference between terrible and great is, is super thin. It's just looking at that thinking, is it too strong? Is it too perfect? Is it, does it read as a halo? Is it not perfect enough? It's all those, um, what's the technical term for those? Uh, aesthetics. You know, it's all the aesthetics that go into making it brighter, lighter, more squashed, less squashed. And just thinking that seems believable. Is there a little bit of gas that links to the bottle? And trying to observe that stuff. And I think mm. the same with the one with the splash at the top, you know, the sort of uh, where it's sort of splashing back and there's a halo flicking out at the top. I think, you know, it's quite tough to do. I think I like the beer shot now. It's quite unusual. I, I just, I sort of had this bug bear that most, if you look at old beer shots like from Stella, they look absolutely amazing. The beer looks amazing. Yeah. The shot looks amazing. Whereas when I was at Mother and we would get the stellar pictures in globally, they looked like a kid had drawn it on Photoshop. They were right. just absolutely hideous. This greeny yellow liquid that was they'd rubbed out any personality on it. I mean, it just would just look hideous. And most beer companies use these similarly retouched shots that don't look like photographs. Just they look amber. like yeah, they just look like um, mm-hmm. sort of bad illustrations to yeah. me. No, but I I would definitely like to drink that now. Yeah, so it's an odd thing because, so I I kind of looked at all these old pictures and thought, well, why are they good and these are not? And then thought, well, let's make it imperfect so that it's sort of slightly, the head is slightly too big, it's spilling over the glass. Let's try some different things and not try and make it 100% perfect, So, which we did. And I think one of the nicest things about it is this shot of the beer, which Kevin Mallet did, which is is great because it looks aside from the halo you think that looks like it's unusual yeah. to see beer like that and it looks like it would be nice to drink which is a good thing if well, you're selling it yeah I mean I, what I like about it it's, I, I like 
the name. I think it's a great name yeah. for a drink. I mean, Lucky Saint sounds cool. And then even if it was just a regular pint, but then the thing with the halo and you go, oh, it's a low alcohol thing. It kind of, well, it's the, more rewarding the further you yeah. go into it. Well, obviously the halo is like a purity thing. So that's why I didn't yeah. explain that. Halo is like pure, isn't it? So yes, it's, which is presumably why they're called Lucky Saint. Yeah. So showing the halo as a purity thing and it's 0.5% is how that ties yeah. together. So I like the idea of like you weren't apologetic about it. You were actually going to celebrate it. That's a really interesting different way in that. Celebrate the halo or the beer? The beer. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of going, it's a bit like, oh, we haven't got any alcohol in. And it, you, you're suddenly going, what are you going to say then? Yeah. I mean, at one point there was a debate. Should we mention that it's low alcohol or not? You know, again, because... You don't want to, all the low alcohol stuff I've seen historically has always been, you know, you can now juggle when you're on, but you know, it's sort of, it's not, it's sort of apologetic. It's saying, yeah, it doesn't taste nice, but at least you but can you're doing that in the 0.5% Yeah, so you kind of, so you, there was a, great, I, I, you know, um, it's great. but in the end we thought we well, probably need to let people know. Uh, we had to do an ad literally overnight saying, basically the pubs are open again. So I thought we've slightly got, to, I can't do another Halo thing because it's, it's, we've got to do it overnight. Let's just do Lucky Saint opens July 4th and then right. just have a keg. So the idea was like the keg is open and the pubs are open. It Perfect. wasn't a particularly, anyway, so I was looking at trying to find pictures to put as a background and in all seriousness, sliding it round, <laughs> trying to get the right crop because that was literally just a background, just saying it opens then meaning the keg's open. I sort of slid it and thought, oh, it's a halo. Oh, my God. I love, I love coincidences. But that's, you can't believe that, that that's, that's... And we used a bit of our media time to do that, but how could you not... Oh. How could that not have been deliberate? But that's maybe when that's the campaign. That was Maybe you're a lucky, you're a lucky chap. You know, one of those keep, lucky people. We are, um, the more I practice, the more lucky yeah. I get. We're, we're definitely pushing time. We're, oh, okay. Although no one's commuting anymore, so we don't really have to stick to our what is commuting the time? time. Do you know? We're uh, Saturday. <laughs> it's quarter two, so I'm two. aware aware of your time yeah, you as well. You got to get moving. We've got um, two questions Go on, remaining. Um, the billboard that didn't happen, the one that got away, the one that's in the bottom drawer. You can hold on to it if you don't want to tell us. Or if no, I've got. I've got. I just wrote about this, or I'm writing about it. I can't remember whether I've done it or just it's the next post. Is I haven't really got any in the bottom drawer because they tend to be. I know it sounds like I'm bigging myself up, but they tend to be very bespoke things. So if you think if this one wasn't bought, the lucky saint, what are you going to use it for? Yeah. Uh, or the same if Mary Down doesn't get bought. You can't use that for the Happy Sad Beer Company. Yeah. Uh, or, or Adnams. It's by the coast, so yeah. you can't do it for Budweiser. Yeah. What else has come up? Uh, you know, or I don't know, American Airlines. Yeah. I don't know. So most of them tend to be... It, it sort of used to annoy me that I couldn't, you know, lots of people go, oh, I just use this. And you think, oh, God, yeah. I keep everything. Why would I, can't I, I do if, that? I wonder if that's ever happened because nine times out of ten you try and redo it and it, at the end it doesn't yeah, quite fit. It's, it's been mashed into it, yeah. I, I used to it happen a few times on The Economist, people pulled things out, or yeah. one in particular we mentioned. But I guess on those famous accounts. big bottom drawers. I don't know how much they use them, but I, I've, I don't think I've ever. But on those famous accounts like, like The Economist, I'm not supposed to say it on this episode, but... Mm. Um, there will be people working in other agencies going, well, one day I'll work on The Economist and I will come yeah. up with some ideas. They're going in the yeah. bottom drawer for The Economist when I get there. Um, yeah. Or when I, I get into the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, it'll be 
young, youngsters writing. What lines. about a favourite billboard? Do you have one that you like more than others, or of um, all time? Uh, so many. I mean, I, I, whatever springs to mind. Mm. I love the ox, the uh, Barbara ones. Yeah, with the squares missing, the cow with the square missing. Okay, no picture. Um, God, I, I love the Nike um, uh, Jordan one. It's amazing. Uh, some of David Abbott's economists. Um, uh, I love all the. Um, ABC campaign in the States, uh, before TV, two world wars, after TV, no yeah. world wars, that stuff. Uh, I'm just literally touching wood. Uh, I'm just trying to think, um, the weather channel, the weather channel stuff in the States, I was looking at the other day, it's funny. I haven't seen that. It just has an arrow and it says, told you so. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Um, I don't know, it's just whatever springs to mind. I love the Apple Think Different campaign. Um, Did I tell you about the um, graffiti that appeared on Old Street Roundabout screens when we were doing this, all the Google stuff? Um, we were making, not making things jiggle about, but being a bit more reactive to conditions, so weather reactive and all this kind of stuff. Um, and overnight, there were some hoardings that were around they, while they were building some stuff at the roundabout, and someone had, uh, had scribbled, you don't need Google to tell you which way the wind blows. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and the very next day we put up the local kite shops yeah, so, as searched on yeah, Google so good. some fun very good. fun play on the context of yeah that's yeah, good the, um, the last thing we always ask well we haven't asked you actually but do you have tips for young creative teams young young creatives uh, wanting to you know make their mark on posters is there any sort of rules you live by or I know you're thinking about don't put the logo on if you've got an end line with the, lo the line yeah, the logo in um I don't know. I, I think my one tip would be is when you do posters to get a picture of a poster in situ, cut out the middle of whatever's on it so that it's blank and then put your ideas in it because mm. you'll find that some of them you think, oh, that's a bit complicated because you get the context of seeing it there. Yeah. I think when you're in your own world of your own layout, pad or whatever you're doing it on or, you know, in design of a shop, anything's possible. Whereas when you start drawing it on a mm. little square on a piece of paper, you think, Oh, it's a bit fiddly. Yeah, you when you see all those cars and buildings around, you think, how's that going to stand out? And going back to the beginning, like yeah, a, like a DJ thing, that SH, SHN, that worked brilliantly on the, mm. in that situation. It'll only improve through mm. the process. You wouldn't put a Yorkie bar, like a screen grab off of the internet, would you? Probably we wouldn't do that. No. Not initially, but then you think, oh, that's subverting the medium. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, get more pretentious, you do stuff like that. Dave. Thanks very much Pleasure. for joining us to launch season yeah. two. Thank, Thank you so much. And um, see you after the next pandemic. Yeah. Oh, you know. Six months, Keep season three. January. <laughs> see you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. See you. I'm starving. Oh, God. Me too. Burnt right through lunch. I thought you'd... And I'm thirsty. And now I want a pint of Adnams. Or, yeah... I'm not sure, but I like the lucky saint. I like the whole thing around it. Yeah, if it's breakfast, a... I'd definitely have a lucky yeah. saint. But, um... so, but I mean, you're going to have to really go through those to, <laughs> to get hit. No, 90 pints of lucky saint, please. <laughs> and a bathroom, please. <laughs> um, no, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. Really good. It's uh, good to be back, though, isn't it? I mean, oh, we've got a, we've got a, we're in a new, more echoey studio space. Yeah. And um, I'm not... I'm not breathing as heavily, but I'm knocking things around. I still feel a bit clumsy. Well, I mean, that's just you. 
Um, we yeah. need some egg boxes on the roof, I think. Yeah. So we're going to take donations from our um, our six listeners. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Mum's listening. That tramp outside giving the money to. Um, the, the chairs are nice. The orange, the bright orange chairs. Yeah, they keep you awake. Marginal migraine approaching for me, but no. It's good. I think we, we, we're all going to be set up. I'm pleased we did not remote. I think yeah. it's so much nicer having... Dave back in and chatting and no, you know, t- no, no, Skype calls. No, I think that's the way to go because otherwise you just don't get the crack. Yeah. You know, I think it'll be, I think it was good of you to be hard on that. So thank you, Dan. That's right. Shame I about you were desperate all the way through summer. Oh. So going, no, I've done like, talk to someone. I've done, I need to talk to someone. I've done the shed, I've done the bread. <laughs> I'm all right. So, no, um, yeah, let's do it. Let's, all right. Let's do lots of it. Uh, and next week we've got. Anton Mike. Oh, Anton Mike. No one did a joke about Anton Deck. Well, that's because it's not funny. Oh, no, but I sort of think you might find funny. I wouldn't do that, but, you know, oh, well wow. done. No, that would be very good. I know them from years, years and years ago, and they're really decent lads. They're brilliantly talented. In fact, they're consistently brilliantly talented. Good. Can't wait for that next week. Yeah. Um, okay. Thanks again, Dave. And uh, yeah. don't forget to follow us on social. Okay. Bye. Bye.